0: Hey everybody, we have a new episode and this one features Alex Earl of Midwest Rehabilitation Institute. This is um, the guy that Kyle and I have gone to a couple DNS courses over in Milwaukee, hosted by him. Um, Great stuff, a whole bunch of different offerings uh, from Midwest Rehabilitation Institute, so that's worth checking out. Uh, Very special to this episode though, Uh, they have a DNS symposium uh, coming up in early September, the 7th through the 11th. Uh, down in Chicago. And through this episode, Alex has created a code that if you utilize when you register and check out, that will save you um, some money on going to these courses uh, if that is something that interests you. So you're going to use promo code clinically pressed at checkout to receive the discounts. Uh, They aren't valid on any registration that has already happened or with any other promo code but definitely if you haven't looked at that yet or you're looking to do another one we highly recommend you check that out we will have a full uh, list of how all of that uh, breaks down um, at clinicallypress.com just on the top of the show notes so please check that out Uh, we'll do um, clinicallypress.com backslash mwri so you can get that uh, to check all those out and with that we talk continuing that in this episode and it's a great dive into it all and we hope that you enjoy it. So welcome to this episode of Clin- Clinically Pressed. It's been a long weekend. I uh, just finished up DNS Course 2, Exercise Course 2, Let's make sure I say it right. Uh, we're at Goodyear Chiropractic in Milwaukee. We're here with Alex Earl. Um, hey, thanks who for having me back. Put the whole thing together, um, as he always does. So we just released the other, uh, by the time this comes out, you'll have already been out for a while, but we had one with Anya on before and we wanted this one to be a follow-up and talk more um, what you do with Midwest Rehabilitation Institute and just the whole continuing ed, um, because it's something that we both firmly believe in, obviously, since we're here. Um, And I know our buddy AJ does as well. So do you want to just give kind of an overview of what it is, first and foremost?
1: Yeah, so um, I guess Midwest started with an opportunity. And so uh, I was a sixth trimester student in chiropractic school. And uh, of 10, so I had about a year and a quarter left to go. And uh, um, uh, the rehab instructor, his name uh, was Tom Selecki, and uh, g- really good clinician, really good instructor. And uh, he had, I mean, he has an alphabet after his name. So the guy graduated from Logan and then um, worked in Racine, Wisconsin for 10 years in private practice and just continued to get as many certifications and, you know, he got certified in, like, maybe 15 different things over the years. And his drive to remain in this education realm of constantly learning, I mean, he was full-body ART certified for, you know, he's been for 15, 16 years now, maybe even longer. But um, so he had his rehab diplomate. And uh, so I, I approached him with about actually 15 other people in just my trimester uh, in school. And we just said, like, hey, you know, we, we, wanna, we love rehab. We want to learn more about rehab how you integrated it in your practice, and how we can do it with our patients. And he was like, well, let's just, let's just do a program. You know, we'll, we'll put a seminar on. And it, originally, it was one seminar where he was going to just talk about corrective exercise mm-hmm. and you know, and the basics. And then um, he kind of pulled me aside and was like, do you want like the diplomate? Because we can, we can make a 150-hour program. And I was like, yeah, I, I want that. And so then I asked all my peers in school. And they're like, yeah, we want that too. So then him and I sat down at Starbucks near his house and we mapped out 150 hours of updated modern rehab including post surgical and and taping and and literally everything and and uh it was fun the whole process was fun and I was a student so I just told him I'll do all the legwork you just teach and I'll get people there and uh, but I don't want to pay like I'll I'll do all the work I will I will get people there you can you can keep all the money like I don't think we should charge people a lot cuz you know we're students so we kept it at like I think it was between $125 and $150 for 12 and a half hours. It was not a lot, but um, I mean, there was no overhead. We, you know, we had a, the place that I was actually working at, um, the doc that was there also was really interested in, in the rehab stuff, so he just said it was like this. He had a pretty nice facility. He's like, just have it here, and so he sat in on the classes and eventually got his diplomate as well, and um, so it really started with just a conversation about getting the diplomate and then... It was about the sixth or seventh class in that he pulled me aside, and he was like, "I, I think we are on to something here." And he could see it. I couldn't see it because I was just in the 150 hours, and right. then I, I thought we were done. And he was like, "I think that we're onto something here. Um, one of the highest attended classes was his post-surgical class. It's a really good class. There's 44 people there. And so he came up and was like, "I think we, I think we're onto something. I think we need to actually make a company." And I was like, I, I, I didn't know that that opportunity was going to land on my lap. And then um, from there, we went through the whole program. And he was like, you know, the next thing we should do is offer a DNS class. And I'm like, OK, how do I do that? So he, would, he was the vision. Right. And then I was the implementer. And I was the student the whole time. Um, and so I took a couple of DNS classes. And then I kind of got to know the people on the inside and how to organize it. And then we started organizing them. And the first DNS class we ever had was with uh, Petra. And Robert Lardner, and we had 54 people at that class, and we were both like, "Okay, we're on to this education wow, thing. Good. We we can get people in a class for sure." And we're very like we were um, very approachable to students, and we're very um, um, off, we would make you know exceptions for them on prices and work with them. Um, so we, that's why students are drawn to us very mm-hmm. much so. But really, that's what it started with. It it just started with a conversation, and then. Um, I didn't even think a company was going to come out of it. And then, um, then I, would, I should say that in September, then, um, he is actually getting married this summer, and so then we had a transition where he like, recently phased out of Midwest, and right now it's just me, so I'm running Midwest altogether, and I never would have thought that running education classes is where I would be less than two years outside of graduation. Um, I thought I'd be working in a clinic, maybe under someone or as an associate, mm-hmm. but I couldn't work as an associate somewhere and do Midwest. You know, right. how, how, how do you think that conversation would go on the interview? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, by the way, I'm yeah. going to be here much, Hey, but. so you want 40 hours a week? I'll give you 10 because okay? yeah. I do so much outside of this. So then it was just by default. Like uh, I do a lot for Midwest, so I, I'll open up my own practice. And it literally was that kind of conversation. And my wife was like, go for it. Like, I, I love you. I support you. I think you can do it. I'm like, okay. And it was like that. That's when I decided to open sure. up on my own. Okay. Um, but it was nice because as I was a student and then going through um, clinicals and all that stuff, then I never went to a bank and asked for a loan. I, I had, you know, startup you capital on day one. Sure. So, I, so that was, you know, from a business sense, I also learned a ton from Selecky. Uh, yeah. And so then that, uh, that just kind of like put me... And the on the path towards success. I wouldn't say I'm successful, but mm-hmm. I'm. I'm. I like like all of us. We're on the path. Mm-hmm. You know, some are some are sprinting, and some are walking. And yeah, but at least we're all on the right it path. Depends on the time of the year. True.
0: Sprinting <laughs> yeah. versus walking. So
1: that was a lot. I don't know. Is that no, is that know. good? Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. A,
0: that's interesting.
2: Here, it's pretty cool that you're a part of something that um, affects so many people. Like as a clinician, you know, you're you're able to affect. Um, change and make a difference in people's lives on a one-on-one level, and you're able to do that with your practice. But then also to you know have that effect on all these providers, mm. that then the trickle-down effect with all their patients. Like to be able to yeah have a part of that. That's got to be pretty yeah. You
1: know, it, it's very fulfilling because I and even the la- on the last podcast, I think we talked about Simon Sinek's book. You know, Start with Why, and yep. all about how inspiring leaders um, dramatically change industries. And I wouldn't say by any means I'm um, an inspiring leader or going to change an industry but I think um, every class that we put on is getting better than the class before it. so my organizational skills my interpersonal skills and working with people and, and making sure the speaker is happy and the attendees are all happy and it's a uh, not, I won't say a unique experience because there are other DNS classes that are amazing as well mm-hmm. outside of Midwest and there are other rehab classes that are really good, but I try to make it more, like one of the highest standard classes that we can offer. I Oh, thank you. I appreciate you that. that well. I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of on that, on one of our questions, kind of the trends you're seeing, I know Brett mentioned it in our last episode, uh, how his students are seminar gypsies. Yes. I believe is how he <laughs> referred to it's it. It's so and true. Just. How competitive the space has got, and I mean, I know from my end on the athletic training side, what SE and then some of the strength and conditioning. Like, you, I guess this is a very broad question, even for you. Like, trends you're seeing across continuing education, like, yeah, is are we swinging upward? Is it starting to become where it's now everybody's trying to get something to just make that extra? side, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, I think that. um uh, ed, continuing education companies do a good job of of kind of like seeing what the market is and and then trying to provide whatever that niche may be. Mm-hmm. So like currently the trend would be um, almost towards like the pain sciences. So you'll 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 see a lot of um, like Greg Layman. I actually went to his class you know two weeks ago in Nashville, and it it almost like took some of the rehab stuff that I had been ingrained in in my head. Even that I learned in The Diplomate and and all the other stuff, um, it kind of like took it on its head. And of course, he's using scientific papers to justify what he's talking about. So it was very eye-opening. It's a tremendous course. I actually highly recommend it. Uh, He's a very entertaining instructor as well, um, but knows his stuff for sure. He he worked under Stu McGill in the Uh laboratory up in Waterloo, Canada. Um, But there's a definite shift from simple mechanical pain to, uh, there's something else going on here outside of, and he, and he even says there's a subpopulation of people, that that when pain is involved in the situation, it doesn't matter what you do with them on a table, off a table, like they're they're a ten out of ten no matter what, yeah. and so I would say there's been a shift from, the normal traditional MSK rehab into. Um, almost like maybe overshooting because there's not that many people mm-hmm. um, that really have that type of chronic pain or sure. very heightened you know, neurogenic or central sensitization pain that he, that he sees frequently of. And sometimes just them talking about their pain actually reduces their pain. Right. And so that's kind of that model. Like that's kind of where that um, trend is going towards. A lot of people are interested in that. Um, I still think that there's a good amount of interest from people that graduated from PT school or DC school or even athletic training, but they want something that can benefit them on Monday morning after a class and not like, oh, well, you got to take part B or you got to take you know, right. the second class. So I think that um, there, there's a good trend towards pain science, but there's still the, like, the foundation in rehab that's still there. So. Cool. It was a good course. I, yeah. I drew, and and Mosley has a class, and then also Shacklock has like a neurodynamics uh, course that's, that's a good that, though, all you know I haven't gone to some of them uh, those two, but I have done uh, Greg Langman's course, and it was, it was very good, really good notes. In fact, one of the cool things about his class is that he, um, once you take the class, he'll give you access to his Google Drive. so awesome. then all of his papers are on there, so either the ones that he was a part of, the research behind, or the ones that he finds. So he's got, like, he's got them all sectioned off, like, hip, low back pain, yeah. you know, and so if you want something to either print off and give to someone, you, there it is, like, you have a library right there. Um, the funny one is, he has one that says, uh, it's, like, to be filed, and it's all of the things that interest him, but he just hasn't gone through, right. and there's, like, there might be a thousand, pa- like, papers in there. Imagine. He's like, so if you get bored on a Saturday, go ahead and, go ahead and, um, you know, uh, arrange those or, or, you know, orient orient those on the Google Drive page, but... I don't have any free Saturdays, so yeah, I right. I'm not yeah, going to do that. You're, yeah. you're a little busy. Yeah.
0: I know that's one we kind of talked about where you said about going to suspending belief. I think that's one we're big on and trying to encourage people. Is just I'm a jack-of-all-trades guy, huh. and I know even Brett said it. And I thought he said it really well. Is, you know, Instead of having somebody be like okay at 20 things, be like yeah. really good at 3 or 4, and I agree with that completely. And then I just like to take it the next step, like, but at least be aware of what yes. else might be yeah. out there. And like, I haven't done a, like any sort of like kinesio taping course, but hmm. I kind of want to go. just yeah. Suspend everything. Drink the Kool-Aid. See what <laughs> I get out of it. And just because you never know, that might be your one thing that's this, gonna fix. That's true. This kid, uh, athletic tra- trainer, told me a story about it. all they would do for one kid is put a piece of white tape across the front of their leg. Done. Pain went away. Yeah. Nothing else worked, just put a piece of tape there and that's what it took. Yeah. I think it sometimes challenges you to look at
2: things a little differently too. Maybe it's not mm-hmm. um, even like the main point of the course, but when you can kind of put together your background or maybe some of the, the other stuff that you've learned and then look at it from maybe this spin, it might just help, help your understanding
0: a little bit. So and yeah. being able to check your ego at the door. Coach or John talked yeah. a lot about that. Yeah. Just you know, be in the yeah. open book, like that guy, yeah. here's all my stuff. Yeah. You're Gonna have it, but I'm probably still gonna apply it in a different way, yeah. which is why I'm good at what I do, and you may be good at however you do it, yeah. But yeah, you know, sometimes I think
2: it reaffirms your beliefs. With maybe you take a course and it's just not for you at all, and it's just like, all right, well, I'm, what I'm doing is perfect for me because I know I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I, I would, to.
1: I would agree with you because you know, um, I was. Just recently looking at some quotes, and uh, I'm a big fan of Jim Rohn, who's kind of like a motivational speaker, very charismatic guy, and he talks about the book that you don't read won't help you, and my view also is the course you don't take won't help you, so nothing is completely useless. It can at least teach you how not to behave or how not to treat someone, or it can really open your eyes into, oh, I never thought that this would be really good for this patient with this condition at this time.
2: Or connected
1: to that. Or connected to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can always learn something. You can always, yeah. Same thing with yeah.
0: people too. I think there's always mm-hmm. something to be offered or learned yeah. from it. That was my favorite part of going to Track Mates, because I would just sit there and watch what everybody else was doing <laughs> just to see what crazy stuff they were coming up with. Just, you know, I don't know if I took it, took everything home. Some of it was like, oh boy. what? <laughs> but a lot of them I was like, ah, oh, I never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. And, and, it. And, and, and if it you're at the same time, never thought of it. Yeah, super interesting. interesting concept. But
1: if you have that mindset where right. you're open to something that maybe you were previously not open to, or maybe something that, like you said, I would have never thought of that. But you're not like, nope, this is, this is me, this is what I do, here's what you get. And that way, ultimately, it's the patient or the client that is going to benefit from mm-hmm. your willingness to implement some of these other things that... Maybe a, a more closed-minded person would stop and be like, no, we're doing this. And then maybe they plateau. And, and my, my biggest fear is that I would plateau as a provider. where I would be you know, amazing for 10 years, and then like, I would just just coast and be like, okay, I'm cool. I've done this for 10 years. Yep. You know, and, and Brett said it before, but I hope in 10 years from now, I'm practicing totally different than how I am today. Sure. Right. Um, and, and it's because of, just like you said at the last podcast, it was getting better every day while you're, you know, in this clinical setting. So if that's three years, five years, ten years down the road, your your stock is always going in the right direction.
2: For sure. Yeah. Julia made a nice comment, the instructor for this course this weekend, and I kind of asked her about uh, her treatments, how she kind of practices over there and what she does, and it was kind of cool to hear her say that she doesn't use DNS, uh, like exactly DNS on every patient. She's like... The principles like the concepts of course I apply to every patient but to hear her say that like she likes to look at you know other options and mm. apply them and integrate them and I'm, I'm sure that it's it's a lot more DNS than our perception of you know she's not out there probably just you know, doing some voodoo stuff but I don't know she said Pavel it's kind of that way too oh, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sure so it, that is kind of one of the topics I guess we wanted to talk about you went over to Prague uh, yeah. last fall
1: May yeah, in summer, August in August, yeah, August, yeah yeah, okay, mid so to late August, yeah tell us about it uh well, I first of all, I should say I never left the country i never left the u s so this was not not only like getting a passport was a big deal, but then actually getting on the huge you know British Airways plane, and then i'm sitting there thinking like uh this is kind of surreal, this is not something that uh um that i've ever done, so just getting you know invited and going out there and learning. It was a it was a really it was a unique experience. I was exhausted because it was um, it was a full day of lecture and practical, and then you know we'd have lunch, but then we'd go back to I would just go back to the hotel and just like my mind was just racing all over the place with what I just you know witnessed for eight hours, and I would just sleep and wake up and then go back you know the next day. Um, it was very hands-on, so that that part I really appreciated because um, I mean you're in a hospital, you're in and and I was there with uh, uh, Solecki, so I was there with with him. And then there's some other people that I knew that were out there. But the hospital in Prague um, is I mean it's it's European uh, style hospital. So it was we joked that it was like straight out of MASH. Like it you know what we picture the Prague school, we picture all that stuff. But then like the hospital was like you know people walking around with like you know. Uh, like, picks in their nose and so like that, like, it, I'm like, where, where am I right now? Like, this is the Prague School, like, it was, I mean, because they're right near, like, the infectious disease place and so like that, so like, everybody is in everybody's way, and uh, it was, it was fun, don't get me wrong, but then, like, you look at it and you're like, this is the Prague School, and here's all the patients, and here's all the Prague Physios, like, all their, all, all their offices and everything like that, it was, it was really fun and exciting to see, you know, even on, like, the pictures, you can see on the slides. And I was like, oh, I recognize that room, and we've been in there, and so like that. But uh, um, I will say, though, that Pavel has a, a private clinic that we did a tour of um, where he treats patients, and Petro works there. And that is f- a phenomenal facility, uh, very modern, very up-to-date, very, um, it has MRI included in there. It's got uh, like all advanced imaging, very high-tech rehab stuff for vestibular conditions or serious neurological conditions. Um, so it was, that was, I mean, it's probably a multi-million dollar facility uh, that, that is Pavel's private clinic. So that was really cool to see, you know, like a day in the hospital setting and then a day in the private practice was, it was phenomenal.
2: So how did that differ? How would you say that those was differed?
1: Um, well, when we, when we visited the, um, the, uh, uh, Pavel's private clinic, it was after hours. So we had like a dinner there. There's a restaurant inside. So wow. we had dinner there and, uh, um, that way the patients, because from what I heard even talking to Julia this weekend that um, the clinic is very busy so they couldn't like shut it down um, to have all the, you know, 30, 35 people in there. But uh, the hospital, is, there's open spaces and that, that way we could bring in uh, patient, you know, case patients and, and talk about them. There, uh, every day we had, you know, uh, maybe not every day, but two or three days we had cases where Pavel would examine someone or Petra would examine someone. Um, But we couldn't do that at his private clinic because nobody was there. Mm. But it was nice to have the access to the patients uh, at the hospital, yeah. It was good, though. It was really fun.
2: Yeah. Uh, I bet you learned a lot.
1: I did. I did. Um, Like, I've heard a bunch of different speakers talk on the same topic, but then when a lot of the physios, even American instructors or foreign instructors and the prog physios are talking about the same topic, you'll you'll get – different perspectives, but you'll get one or two things out of it that you've never heard before. So um, a shameless plug for continuing education is to to continue to take the class that maybe you've already taken you know, several years ago, because if it's with a different instructor, you're going to get a totally different outcome. Uh, or I, I shouldn't say outcome, but you'll get the same material, but with a different kind of perspective based on um, like how Robert Lardner treats will be different than how Brett treats, or different how Petra treats, or Rich Holm. Like you will have two to three to four different perspectives of the same concept. And so that's what I appreciate about it. I took um, maybe four to six DNS classes last year. I took four A courses with four different instructors, and I got so much out of it just from the four different instructors. So I highly recommend it.
2: I believe that. Hmm.
0: Do you have any other- Pressing questions on continuing ed, or anything else that you want to cover that we
1: didn't ask. Well, I guess I would I would just say that uh, I try not to provide courses that um, where it's kind of like like here's a recipe, uh-huh. you know, because I try to make uh, or try to bring the classes in where fit the the DNS model where it's concept driven because yep. I want to just like what you were talking about with Julia, how she does or doesn't practice DNS you know, uh, like with patients. But um, as long as the principles and the concepts are respected, then you can do dry needling in a DNS position. You can do factor in a DNS position. Factor is concepts. Dry needling is more of a technique. But um, I, I think that if you can kind of package a continuing education program around concepts, then you'll be really successful. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to do is provide concepts um, so that if you came in with hip pain, you might you might both identify and evaluate the same uh, dysfunction, but the three of us could could manage it totally differently, but get the right. same result because we respect the concepts. You know. sure. mm-hmm. So I would just say that that's, that's what I try to do and try to provide. I
2: like that. It's- always not the easiest route either. it's not it's, no I think that scares some people or from when I was in school or like going through seminars you know I think uh, it wasn't for everybody just because they wanted that cookie cutter mm-hmm. said I want to you know yeah. see this and this and that's easier but I think you know if you put in the time and like engulf yourself in this you know you can pick up on those concepts and it in the end it's much greater
1: well, they're no different than patients, right? When patients walk into our offices with shoulder pain, they say, well, can I have three to five exercises to work on this? And we're like, well, I haven't evaluated you. How do we know what the actual structures involved are? And yet it's no different than if someone comes in like, hey, I got I got a patient in my office with back pain. Can you give me three to five exercises? I'm like, sorry, man. Like, I either send me video of something that he's doing, but I can't just, like... You know, I can't just make a recipe for you. You got to understand what's in front of you before you can then manage it. So that's, I would say the evaluation portion is something that I, I take pride in because a lot of people will um, stick to the neuro-ortho part of the evaluation and then their rehab is not as updated or modern as I think it could be. Like I think even my own rehab could be always constantly updated and, and modern um, because there's always new ways to come up with things that respect concepts and principles, um, so that's why I appreciate all of the variability or, or all of the uh, uh, variations of DNS exercises it's because crazy. it's never ending. Like I, it is we ending. could just we just we did an hour's worth of different movement flow and stuff like that today. We were all sweating, and and yet we all were trying to respect the DNS principles, but yet we're not sitting here thinking. Okay. Well, which patient am I going to do this with? I mean, maybe you were, but I was thinking like I would love I for I'll, I was trying to remember to breathe I, and I elongate. Just, yeah.
2: yeah
1: you know, but wouldn't that be amazing down for down. our so. patients to go through that mm-hmm. and then to be like, oh, well, where's your pain? And and for them to maybe realize, oh, I have way more shoulder flexion than I did, as opposed to this like, okay, do abduction. You know, do internal external rotation with a tube. Right, Not that right. that's a bad exercise. Or that there's yeah. that there's you know not scientific evidence to support its use, because there is, but is there something that affects the CNS and then we it's can it's more global. It's more yeah. global, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, man, a couple of those today. My my legs were just warm after <laughs> you could just feel the burn literally. It was it's you, you, weren't alone. you weren't alone. <laughs> it's intense. I think it's um, sometimes very humbling for athletes or patients. Because they they see maybe a demonstration, or you kind of tell them what what they're going to be doing, and they're just like, yeah, okay, that's, that sounds kind of lame, and like that's it, and then they do it, and it's like, oh yeah, this is a lot harder than yeah. I thought it was going to be, always.
1: And I joke even, and and my patients are probably sick of it by now, but I joke with. Uh, um, when I get into a position and I start shaking, then they're like, well, look, you're already shaking. How am I supposed to do this? And I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm in the pinnacle of fitness. You'll be fine, you know? <laughs> and I'm, and they get this, like, little chuckle. But then they do it, you know? And, and they shake, but they saw me shaking while they were doing it. And then we tone it down, and we work on the endurance. And eventually they see how hard it is to just do a basic developmental position. and But most importantly, they have... The improvement. So, not only do they see that it was tough, but then they can improve, um, which everybody wants to improve. Yeah, and I if you can show improvement, yeah, they want to, yeah, just like uh, Julia said this weekend, yeah, they want results within three visits. You know, if they're not seeing the results, then uh, even in their mind, if they, they don't say anything, they're automatically um, not devaluing your care, but they're maybe already thinking, maybe I need a second opinion. Right. And uh, yeah. But if you can show them like an intra audit, you know, intra-session audit. We're like, hey, remember you had poor internal rotation, but we just did that position, and we go back, and now it's on its way to being normal. Maybe not normal yet. Um, then they're starting to see, okay, yeah, this is this is working.
2: And I think if you can explain it well, they start to understand too. Like you can paint that picture, and they they see like, okay, this makes sense. You know, the way you're describing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that helps towards their their end goals. You know. I agree you know what they're doing it for. Yeah, so um, what? Uh, what is to the revisit, the, yeah, the, revisit yeah, the question you thought man. wasn't fair the, up- the first yeah. time. And you were going to change it a little bit. I'm so going to change it a little bit.
1: Um, well, I would say the question should be that rather than what what is one thing that you believe that nobody else believes, I think you should ask what is one thing that maybe a small minority of people believe because I'm sure that there's a small minority of people that maybe believe in aliens or, um, you know, that, I mean, that. We'll to tweak the word. And yeah, yeah, yeah. If Something I could provide. that believe in the general
0: public. Yeah,
1: yeah, or maybe you know, I got you. conspiracy theories. I don't know, right, you know, yeah. if we could really go out there, okay? For sure. Um, Get so we, we could, there, right? yeah. Um, I I don't know, like, I, I could take this, like, spiritual. Like, you could take this into religion. Um, so like I've I don't know I think that there is definite spiritual warfare. So like people talk about maybe they don't see someone in front of them, or they do see someone and then they're like oh, it could have been an angel. And some people are like I don't know it's just maybe they chalk it off to it was nothing. But I actually I believe that you know angels and demons exist, and I'm sure that maybe there's a small you know mm-hmm. population of people that believe that. But um, I, the reason is I I. I'm not excluding things that are outside of my three-pound brain. Like if I do that, then I think you put, you know, whatever spiritual being you believe in. And for me, if I believe in God, then I'm putting Him into a box. Which how can I worship a God that I can put into a box? I'm not. That's so that would that would by default make make Him smaller than I can imagine, which I wouldn't be able to comprehend. You know what I mean? So it's kind yeah, of that's, that's, big that's you. Know. That, we just, just went. <laughs> Well, you said anything, yeah, and oh, so okay, I. Okay. And that, the, anyway, so. <laughs>
0: oh, no, that was good. Just taking that in. We'll just let yeah, that absorb. Yeah. That too <laughs> I mean, we may have to take a break and come back.
1: Well, I've been you reading a lot, is, so well, that's we're why. All yeah. The next yeah.
0: One, new book recommendations.
1: Ah. Oh, okay. Um. Well, I, I did get, for Christmas, I got, um, well, last year I got a really good book from Chris, uh, for Christmas, and so I think every Christmas, apparently, I'm going to okay. get a really, so um, last year I got Steven Gerrard's autobiography. You know, Steven Gerrard is a, a player for Liverpool okay. in England. Um, I'm a big Liverpool fan, so getting his autobiography was like, you know, it was like Sorry. gold, you know, waking up Christmas know. morning. And uh and then uh, this most recent book I got was Tim Ferriss's, uh Tools for Titans. Have you started reading that? I did. I, I did. I got it. I yeah. Did
0: have a stack of about eight highs. So yeah. haven't Started it yet? Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that.
1: One. And and when you open it up and you start reading it, he he says in there just kind of meander around in there. Yeah. Like you don't have to read it from front to back. So that's what I'm doing. And uh, and I really you know even Arnold Schwarzenegger is writing the the, yeah. uh, the the intro in it, and even the intro about him saying that. He doesn't believe that he's a self-made man. And if you looked at him, you'd be like, okay, he came from nothing. Mm-hmm. And now look at him, I mean, One from bodybuilding. Out, armed, yeah. yeah armed, uh, I'm yeah. talking about armed, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, he's like, if body. you look at him, and for him to come out and say, well, I'm not a self-made man, then I'm thinking to myself, well, this guy is very successful, and he came from nothing, and now he was a governor, and he was a very successful movie career, and now he's very politically active, and... And also now running the Celebrity Apprentice, but he's he's got a status about him. But like he attributes it all to those who helped him along the way, including the thousands of people that voted for him right. in California. Like he wouldn't have been governor without their support. So um, it's a different perspective. How it's very a hum, uh, it's very humbling um, approach to like how he got to where he is. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of made me like take a step back and realize, okay, who's my supporting cast that is really kind of helping me, you know, along this journey sure. that we call life, you know. So do so you recommend it then? I do recommend yeah. it. It's a thick book, but you can you can page. go through it obviously on your own pace. I he's um,
0: saying like some of the longest like sections are only like 20 to 30 pages though. Yeah. Oh, so but it's, it's broken, broken, broken down almost. But it's, each, good. it's good. It's okay. sure. good. So it's kind of a rehash of the episode mm-hmm. and just kind of everything boiled down into a book. Nice. And it's all, good. There's one I've been meaning to read it, but he didn't have it on the episode. It's an article, 1000 True Fans. Basically saying you don't need a million, you need a thousand mm. people that truly believe yeah. in what you do and you're, you're gonna be alright with that, so I, that, stuff like that is yeah. almost like an encyclopedia. It is, <laughs> it is. So, speaking of which, now we won't put this on here, we'll talk about that okay. afterwards. Okay. Um, <laughs> but speaking of Ferris, I'm stealing this one from him, the billboard anywhere you want it, and what would it say? Okay, so, so. Place it and what would you put
1: on it? So I, I can't think of a place because I, I was thinking about, you know, like would I, would I put it near my clinic? Would I mm-hmm. put it near the schools, you know, that I'm at what, to try to influence people? But I think I, I, I don't know where, you know, maybe okay. on like 294 in Chicago that just is going to get, you, gonna know, gonna 10, go. 000, you know, 10,000 drivers yeah. a day. But I, I know that. Um, so uh, a, a guy that I met in Nashville, his name's Bo Beard, he runs a place in Birmingham, Alabama with his wife. Um, it's called the farm, and they've like, their slogan is um, better than before. And so, um, you know, I was thinking about you know what, like how would I again, would I would I take your question, you know, spiritually, mm-hmm. uh, clinically, business-wise, like what like what would I put out there for, um, you know, people to see or or yeah, for, for people to see and read. And I think I would I would put that better like be better than before. And then I would just let it, however they interpret it be. Mm -hmm. So it would be if someone interprets it from a business standpoint, like, man, yesterday sucked. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a deal or I didn't close Mm -hmm. it, you know, or it will be better today than you were yesterday. And then you'll just see all of these things like line up and you'll just, instead of dwelling on what you did or didn't do in the past, even Mm -hmm. in cases with, you know, our patients and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, I dwelled on them. I was like, man, this is, why, why, why did I, I felt like I sucked yesterday but if I'm better today than I was yesterday, and I continue that on, just like Angela Duckworth's book, yeah. Brett talks about with grit, like you are going to get better every single day. And uh, that's that's what I think people should aspire for, or towards, I should say. So. But I don't we'll know where. I don't know where. Now. We'll find out where.
2: There you go. <laughs> so Midwest, do you find it keep it just all in the Midwest, or is it kind of here uh, where?
1: It's kind of... Uh, Actually, I should say I have a problem saying no to people. So if someone calls me, <laughs> I've had people email me from uh, Asia about like trying to take some corrective exercise courses or you know active care type stuff to Asia. Um, one guy from uh, Sweden uh, and one guy from Amsterdam who has worked with Brett and he kind of saw you know that we kind of do similar things and wanted a class and I don't say no. So like all of these are potentials that are out there. Um, uh, I teach for Factor also, so uh, there's interest in a Factor class in Australia. Um, so like, I, I do want it to go global, but like, I also have to kind of rein it in and see like, okay, where it's like the 80-20 rule, you know? Like, I don't want to do 100 classes and be really stretched thin. I did that in 2016, and and by you know by November, I was exhausted. And uh, so I I want to just make sure that. That the classes I put on are, you know, the highest standard that they can be. Doesn't matter where, you know. Some of the guys this weekend were talking about a DNS class down in uh, Cabo, uh, and I'm like, I'm not gonna say no to that. You know, yeah. right. we're gonna try to make it happen. Um, but I think. If someone in Seattle wants to do something, I'm sure, I'll I'll help organize that. So like, even though the title or the location says Midwest, it's just where, based it's it's just where I'm based out of. Yeah. I'll I'll go anywhere. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I definitely want to broaden into international waters for sure.
2: I like so. the quality over quantity mm-hmm. type thing too. Cause it's I made that mistake good. last year. Yeah, so I think the quantity was so good
0: for the mm-hmm. not quantity. I should say the quality yeah. of the one that we did anyway. Yeah,
1: so cool. So no, I appreciate it.
0: Well, that ties into one of the other questions. Yeah. If you could go back and tell the Alex of summer 2016 mm.
1: some advice. Because uh, so, we
0: already got the five to ten years ago. Yeah, Gilbert, yeah.
1: I would say uh, sleep more. That's what I would say. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I mean, our daughter was born, so uh, my wife gave birth on June 5th. And so then I was here in July. And Emeline was sleeping great for like the first three months. And ironically, knowing what we know with DNS, when she got into the three months position and was able to look around, then that's when sleep kind of became an issue. And then by five and six months when she was turning, I mean, forget about it. She was, she was waking us up um, and she's getting much better at sleeping. But in June, definitely I should have been, I should say not June, but in July when we were talking, I should have definitely you know left the cell phone out of the room, left, you know, turned the computer off earlier. I got like almost like tunnel vision on the work that I felt like I needed to get mm-hmm. done. As opposed to like just sitting down and, and having uh you know, fifteen, twenty minutes with my wife and then going to bed, you know. Like I I I shouldn't say regret, but if I could go back and be like, no, I I should have gone to sleep, you know, or I should have spent more quality quality time with my wife for sure. She was a trooper last year. I gotta give her Pretty, um, she okay. was absolutely a trooper. Oh last yeah,
0: are good? got any more? You got one yeah. more. Okay. All right, let's hear it. That was the... Uh, what advice would you tell, and, you know, the student practitioner? We can say whether it's AT, PT, Cairo, whatever it is. You know, just finishing school. Like, what advice would you give them okay. before they venture out into I, the real world? I've actually, got, I've
1: actually got two things. So, like, right. after they decide, especially, you know, whoever it is, if they want to do private practice or work in a hospital group or, you know, maybe multidisciplinary, um, I think that with... Social media, that in in today's day and age, it can be, um, you can view something and and almost assume that this person is an expert on a given topic and then feel inferior. Um, and so, the one piece of advice that I would give, either current students or new grads like looking to really make a breakthrough, myself included, um, is don't don't um, don't view someone's highlight reel on social media for your reality. So, like if you're doing just very basic isometric stuff, um, why would you put that on YouTube? Or why would you put that, like that, maybe it's perceived as boring, but like don't value that as inferior to some crazy, you know, some, someone's on some gym, gym ball doing ridiculous stuff and you're like, that guy looks amazing. But don't feel inferior because of what they're doing. Certain types of work. Yes, yeah. So a So a colleague friend of mine who actually teaches for Midwest in the acupuncture program and dry needling, uh, is, his name's Eric uh, Mitz. He runs a, multi, uh, a multidisciplinary clinic in Evansville, Indiana. Okay. And he, he right away was like, don't, don't, don't let that make you feel inferior. And I was like, oh, it's, I, I appreciate it. It's good insight. And he's got a very successful practice. Um, he's got a very mild you know, appearance on social media. He puts stuff out there when he needs to. But he he is 100% in with the patients that he uses, and I respect him tremendously for it. It's why it's why he teaches for Midwest. That's a good one. Yeah, you. Do. Um, that's right. Um, I think the second thing that I would say is that uh, going along the lines of like, kind of maybe our mentors or our peers that we really want to aspire to be like yeah. is like don't confuse like the early years that they may be struggled, and then now they're in the successful category with your beginning years. So like don't judge them or or I should say don't judge yourself in the beginning based on their middle or their later career. Like you, you have to struggle a little bit and, and I have, and and I'm sure you guys have as well, but you have to like stay on the course, just like, you know, not letting uh, the social media stuff make you feel inferior, but don't let someone else's experience and reputation also kind of, make you feel inferior because of maybe your inexperience of something mm-hmm. so definitely stay the course
2: measuring yourself by someone else's rule yeah it's like when we did that tour today here i mean she made yeah. one of i mean yeah. this is a beautiful facility and it's yeah. amazing and it wasn't built overnight i mean mm. she mentioned how much hard work and
1: and it is and it, yeah into it. yeah
0: very good Anything go on a plug? Where can people find you? Oh, uh, they all can. That stuff. They can
1: find me on uh, on our website. There's a if they want to contact me on that, uh, which is uh, rehabmri.com. Uh, they can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. But those are the two that I. I'm not very good at you know being regular about posting, but if they you know if they post stuff on there and tag Midwest in it, I'm not going to complain. You know. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah they'll be able to
2: find your courses yeah so there's a yep right on the
1: the home page there there's a classes uh and also a courses tab that just got a full list of all actually all 12 of the dns classes we have going on in 2017 um and also we have uh acupuncture and dry needling and some rehab stuff we'll throw up there later in the year sounds
2: good cool thanks for doing my pleasure thank you guys for having me again oh yeah Appreciate it
1: man. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks guys. Yeah, oh, sorry. I'm
2: gonna keep that in just so that so, yes. so <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> <that's laughs> they <motorized laughs>
0: Thank you for checking out this episode of clinically pressed go to clinicallypress.com for full show notes and links to everything that we covered in this episode while you're there you'll have full access to all our episodes insights and shorts you can find clinically pressed on youtube or any podcast outlet that you use if you could give us a rating thumbs up or review on how we're doing we would greatly appreciate it and heard it helps out quite a bit to get more free content delivered straight to your inbox, sign up for the Total Athletic Therapy newsletter at totalathletictherapy.com or clinicallypressed.com. You'll get direct links to all the new clinically pressed episodes, reviews on some of the latest research in health and performance, and links to related podcasts and other items meant to help you make the complicated, simple, and optimized performance. Thank you for listening and see you next episode.